And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, we get before the Lord and we know there are so many things, so many possibilities and so many challenges that we come to our private prayer time with an awesome list of things that we want to review with God. And we often skip the truth that God is omniscient and he doesn't need our list. He wants our heart, not our to-do list. Okay? Next, how much noise are we letting in our universe that go between our left and our right ears? Have we bought into the lie that if we don't watch the news and check out websites on the internet every hour of every day, then we will be so far behind in the politics and social happenings of the world all around us? Do we tune in to feed our seething That's living in the world just the way the enemy wants you to with way too much noise. And finally, the only question we need to answer to stay informed is, are we hearing Jesus speak to us? He speaks all the time. Let's do something different. Let's talk about how. We hear Jesus on a day-by-day level. And then perhaps when we hear the news, we'll understand that the stories were already written many, many ages ago. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and noive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483 during the show. Isn't that cool? 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, 972-445-0770, 972-445-0770. When you do that, Captain Chris will answer the phone, and you will be on the right ship heading in the right direction. Oh, wait, I like that, right? Yeah, that was nice. We should have to kind of maybe work that one in. Here's the bottom line for those that are trying to figure it out, okay? And you kind of know that any topic's open for conversation because it's not professional radio. I mean, it's barely two cans and a string, let alone anything else. But perhaps you have a question, a thought, an opinion. You have a comment on something. Maybe you want to share something the Lord's been working on in your life. Maybe you just got to bounce some things off so you can hear what other people might think. Perhaps a praise report, a prayer request or an answer to Bible trivia, let's give you an opportunity on the Bible trivia, keeping this one kind of easy. That's my nice way of saying this will be easy, okay? 
who said to Jesus, even if all fall away on account of you, I will never fall away. What smarty pants said that? <laughs> you like how I said that? What smarty pants said that? <laughs> That's classic. Uh, bottom line, as you guys know, the this show is basically a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. And we want you to be careful and just hang in there and be encouraged in the Lord. That is is our goal, that you would be encouraged in the Lord. There's nothing bizarre, nothing weird, nothing unique. Uh, It's just simple Christian fellowship. That's what we call it. So here's the question again. I'll give you a chance to call in or to text in or to email. Uh, Who said to Jesus, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will fall away. Who said that out of uh, the crew of people that engage with Jesus. If you think you know the answer, you can simply call our number here, 972-445-0770, or you can text 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to the website. We want you to check it out, hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, so while that is going on, and Peter, uh, I just, I didn't say that. I took that back. <laughs> okay, fine, I blew it. You know, I knew this was going to happen. So I have all these texts, and everybody's texting in, and everybody got it right, right? Whoever was going to call in, I'm sorry, <laughs> but I just, I just blurted out the answer was Peter. Okay, we'll have to, we'll have to make up for that somehow. That, that just happens. Uh, yeah, it was Peter who said, "I'll never fall away." Uh huh. <laughs> he didn't just fall away. He. Fell away. I mean, that's how much he fell. Anyhow, there's that There's that one right there. We'll leave that there. In the meantime, get ready for the next trivia question. It's a little more challenging and interesting than that one was. Here's what I want to talk to you about. One thing that is uh, something that I think I'm learning in the Lord a little bit. I'm not sure how much I understand it, but I'm trying to get a, a handle on it, is Jesus had repetitive, repetitive teachings. Paul had repetitive teachings. In fact, in the Old Testament, when you look at Numbers and when you look at Exodus and when you look at Deuteronomy, there's repetitive teachings. I mean, it's just like so much. And I can never quite figure out, you know, how do you know when to do the repetitive teachings? That to me is, I think one of the biggest challenges as a teacher or as somebody that encourages might be more accurate is how do you know when to do that now jesus obviously did it perfectly paul did it in letters so it could be uh, broader we, we have a radio show that's daily and live so i, I tr- try my best so some of this material you've heard before i will tell you right now all of our material is at least two thousand years old all of it but there's times where it seems like certain things emerge in society and that pulls me to kind of go back to something we've talked about before, and that's what I want to do. Psalm 46, verse 10, and it says the following. Psalm 46, verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations, and I will be exalted on the earth. 
there is a requirement when you come before the Lord for a stillness, a quietness that is really important for us. And I think part of that reason is, is because as we move on in our faith, different noises get louder and louder and louder. And I think the Lord is trying. I believe this is accurate. He's trying to train us to listen. In Deuteronomy 4.1, which, uh, which has to do with the Shema, it says, Now, Israel, hear the decrees and laws I'm about to teach you. Follow them so you may live and may go in and take possession of the land of the Lord your God that, you're, that is giving you. But the key in that is to hear that Israel, hear the decrees, the laws that I'm about to teach you. Hear these. There are certain things to hear and there are certain things not to hear. And one thing that I do see is people feeding less than Christ aspects in their life by continually feeding through certain certain elements of information, either their anger, their justification, their winningness, or their losingness. It's almost as though we're feeding some kind of monster. And the irony behind that is Scripture is like, come before me and be quiet. Come before me and hear. And what we're told to do is train our hearing and our ears towards the Lord and away from the world. And the world is shouting with amplifiers. The world is shouting in much more than just a television. It's shouting through the internet. It's shouting through the phone. I mean, I'm not sure if people know this, but there's, uh, let's just say there's 7 billion people in the world. There's probably about 2 billion laptops, but there's 4 billion phones. That's how, and where do the phones go? Up against your ear. And that's what we're doing. We're just bombarding it. And we're hearing all of these noises. And the Lord is like, hey, when you come before me, shut her down. And it's like, if you think about that, Jesus, when he spent time with the Father, he didn't go into the middle of the city. He didn't go. He went away in the, the top of the mountain or in somewhere where nobody could catch him towards the wilderness or somewhere where nobody could disturb him. Simply so he could hear clearly without distractions. I believe that is the Number one spirit that comes against Americans is a spirit of distraction. You think, oh, you tell me there's a spirit of distraction? Yes. <laughs> I, I just told you that. In fact, there's, the Bible talks about a spirit of fear. That You, you tell me there's a spirit that's a fear spirit? Yes, that's, that's what the Bible says. I'm not writing this stuff. I'm just simply repeating it. And distraction is something that takes place for all of us. And I have talked about it before, and I'll talk about it again because it seems like it's pressing in on the church, that a lot of the people in the church are the ones that are being distracted, distracted by all the things they see and hear, but not necessarily attentive to what the Lord is saying. So when we come back, I want to explore that because I'm not willing to let that go. I think it's very important for us to understand that. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I... 
What is the David Spoon experience? The word gospel means good news. Now, that's that's funny in the sense that when people think of God, they always think of judgment and wrath. But the fact of the matter is God even creating us gives us a sense of understanding that there is a commitment, a love, a connection to us. And that is, get ready, good. That's a good thing. So if you take a look around— Right? Just take a little look around. If you watch television, listen to the radio, like us, search the internet, get on Facebook, read magazines. The one thing that you're going to notice that there is very little gospel or good news in the world. You want to know why? One, good news doesn't sell. So let's just be honest, right? If you've been in media for any length of time, you know if it bleeds, it leads. That's the mindset, and it has to do with money. It has to do with power. So that, that power, that money, that influence, which actually has a demonic origin, but that all is connected towards not good news because not good news means that you'll be paying attention because there's so much going on. In fact, there's a fear, a terror, an anxiety, a doubt, even a doom that's within the world. And here's the kicker. If you are personally experiencing these diseases in your life, it's likely that you and I are allowing foul influences of the world to affect us. But Jesus brought a different slant on life. In John 14, 27, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Well, why not as the world gives? Because everything the world gives is a lie. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When we live our lives more freely from trouble, it means that we're walking more closely with the king of kings. He wants us to be free from fear and trouble in the worldly sense. So we, the question is, how is our heart doing? How are we doing on the inside? Are we free or are we in bondages? Because remember, Jesus did come to set the captives free, right? In Psalm 112, verse 7, King David writes, He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. We need to be free from troubled and fearful hearts. And if you can't shout you'll have to face a Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. You guys, if you're listening, you have to find that just absolutely amazing. That whole fill is, is talking about the exact same thing that I was just talking about. I mean, it's just that whole two, two and a half minute, three minute fill, which I never pick. Only Jennifer picks those. I don't even do you do you, you don't pick the do you pick those at all, Chris? They have nothing to do with you. They're right? just here when I get here. Yeah. So Jennifer picks them completely 100 percent in sync with what we're talking about today. That's that's the Lord's way of, you know, the mouth are two or three witnesses. That's the Lord's way of saying, listen up, pay attention. OK, not to what I'm saying, but to the truth that's behind what I'm saying. Then it's not how I say it or what is it. It's what God is trying to communicate to us as a people. I love stuff like that. It's always totally an awesome thing because it's just like what a blessing to see the Lord goes. Yes, listen, listen. Like, oh, got it, got it. All right, uh, trivia question first. Uh, we should play the, the horn because of the type of question is. So we're going to play the horn real quickly. Okay, 
I just tell them because I can take that off my ear. It's really loud. Uh, this is not a direct biblical question, but it is an important question. Still a good trivia question. True or false, no event in ancient history is as well documented as Jesus' death and resurrection. Ha! I've actually talked about this before. And I have the statistics underneath, but true or false, no event in ancient history is as well documented as Jesus' death and resurrection. Okay? All right. Uh, I see Kirk's, Eric's saying that that's loud everywhere. We're going to have to drop that, that sound. So I have to take the thing off my headset. It's so loud. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, don't you know, it's still I still need these moments. People are like, why, why do you need these moments? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's the way I grew up. I'm not sure. But anyhow, here's a, a couple of jokes for you just to kind of make you smile. One of these is rather is pretty funny. This is this first one is oh this first one's okay. A Jewish boy in grade school was listening to his Hebrew teacher quoting scripture. The Lord our God is one. The teacher declared. When will he be two? The youngster asked. <laughs> Husband, honey, you got to stop worrying. It doesn't do you a bit of good. <laughs> the response for, to the husband from the wife. Oh, yes, it does. 90% of the things I worry about never happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. <laughs> this, if you guys don't think this is funny, can't help you. <laughs> there, were, there were two men shipwrecked on an island. The minute they got on the island, one of them started screaming and yelling, We're going to die! We're going to die! There's no food! There's no water! We're going to die! The second man was propped up against a palm tree and acted so calmly, it drove the first man crazy. Don't you understand? We're going to die! The second man replied, You don't understand. I make $100,000 a week. The first man looked at him quite dumbfounded and asked, what difference does that make? We're on an island. There's no food. There's no water. We're going to die. The second man answered, you just don't get it. I make $100,000 a week, and I tithe 10% on that $100,000 a week. My pastor will find me. True <laughs> 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 uh, words are hardly ever spoken. <laughs> My pastor will find me. Pretty funny. All right. Uh, trivia question. We're probably not going to get a call in, but just remind me, and I'll give this statistical answer at the end. Okay, let's go back to this. Here's something I want you to catch because we're talking about a certain way of listening, a certain things to listen to, uh, how we should or how we should not approach this. I want to read you something out of Ephesians that's very, 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 very important. Ephesians chapter 4. It's 11 through 14, but listen to this part I'm going to key in on in regards to the message. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Verse 14, then we will no longer be infants tossed 
back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Paul, in prepping what is the ultimate position of the church, and that is all of the leaders in the church are there to help equip the saints so that the saints can do the works of service, the work of ministry. That's why there should never be professional ministers. It's the stupidest. It's so stupid. It's just like here, here, the whole prep to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. The whole purpose of leadership is to strengthen the people, to strengthen the people, to glorify Jesus. Ding! That's it. That's it. Stop making it more than it is. Nobody needs to have anything bigger than that. That's all right there. As it goes on and talks about the fact that we all believers need to reach a certain level of maturity, the concern is that we will be tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here or there by every wind of teaching. I want you to understand that when you listen to certain things on television and they have a narrative, that is a teaching. You might not catch that. It might not be the teaching that you sit through on a Sunday, but it is nonetheless a teaching. And then they feed behind it, and they feed behind it, and they even give you graphics and do little PowerPoints for you to do the whole thing. They even do movies. They even do television shows. They do the whole thing just to convince you. And the idea behind this is for us to be aware that we are so connected to one another and to the Son, who's the head of the body, Jesus Christ, that the waves and the wind don't push us around. Now, if you think about that for a second, just take that secondary delight and think, where else do we hear about waves and winds and waves and winds? Well, by golly, that's when Jesus was in the boat and the waves and the wind were really loud. And what did Jesus say to the waves and the winds? To the waves, he said, be still. And to the winds, he said, shut up. (laughs) It's just like, therein lies a huge key. Right there. Everybody thinks that story is this, that, whatever. Maybe it's a little more prophetic than you think. Because the winds come howling in, the waves trying to disrupt the boat, and the way that Jesus responded was to shut her down. And people need to be aware of what we need to hear. I just just give me the second here to kind of dive into this. Remember the Mount of Transfiguration. I think something that's undertaught and uh, and I think it's primarily because most people are afraid of it because nobody really knows what happened, although Peter makes reference to it in his epistle. But it's something a little more bizarre, I think, than we're willing to to talk about. Here's the situation. This is when they're out on, man- mount, uh, man- mount, on the mountain with the transfiguration. It says, Jesus transfigured before them, his face shone like the sun— Okay, nobody's talking about that. That's just bizarre, right? His clothes became as white as light. Sounds like energy to me, but I don't know. It just sounds like a major happening, right? Right? Just then uh, appeared before them Moses and Elijah. Now you got people who are dead who are showing up, right? And it's Moses and Elijah. Nobody's really discussing how they knew it was Moses and Elijah, but they knew. So that's something bizarre all by itself. And what happens is you got Moses who represents the law, Elijah that represents the prophets, the law and the prophets. Everybody knows what that is. And in the whole teaching, 
while, while Peter's like, oh my goodness, this is great. We'll make three tents, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. The voice out of the cloud speaks to them and says, this is my son whom I love. With him I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Now see, see these little things right here? Listen to him. In other words, listen to Jesus. You say, well, you're trying to say that what Jesus has to say is more important than the law and the prophets? Yes. Uh, not even, it's like not even a question. God the Father said, listen to him, him, this guy, right here. Bing, bing, bing. And what Jesus has to say is more important than what anybody else has to say. And that we have to put up against the drop, the, the, the backdrop of the winds of teaching and the waves that come against us. And it's like, for all the stuff that you hear, you listen to God first. Do you think one person that communicates in media in any capacity knows what's going to happen 24 hours from now like God does? Who has a better newspaper system than God? He's already been there. He's an interlinear being. He doesn't exist just in one time. He's not finite, doesn't have a starting point and ending point. He's interlinear. He exists in all timelines. It's like God already knows what's going to happen. And he wants us to listen to Jesus. And you're thinking, wait, whoa, wow, wah. And the reason is because we are so bombarded. So bombarded. I know, we've talked about it before, and I know of Christians, and my own wife has done this, where you fast from media. And every person I have I have ever talked to, we've been talking about this for years, always feels better. <laughs> it's like, well, well, if that ain't a testimony, <laughs> I got nothing for you. Why? Because you know what? God is still in control. Nothing is happening apart from him. And you don't need to know every hour on the hour. That's just a sickness. Sorry. Sorry. Don't get mad at me. Okay. All right. We got a lot more to cover, believe it or not. But I do want to answer a trivia question. Uh, true or false? No event in ancient history is as well documented as Jesus' death and resurrection. That is 100% true. The second leading document historically is the Iliad, which is 631 documents in the past for, that has testimonial past. The New Testament has 20,000. So 20,000 compared to 631. So, yeah, there's a lot of testimony and a lot of historical witness. Thank you. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of them. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, 
Would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? Uh, let me tell you what I, I, I'm, I'm, to, I'm torn between the two. I'm twixt between the torn two. You want to know why? I've got the biggest breaking story ever. No, to you be need to do that first. Yeah. I just can't wait. More than, more than my whole thing about the four-way stop sign? Yep. You want me to do the number one story? That's Ladies right. and gentlemen, you better get ready. Here's what, here's my advice. I don't give this advice very often, and I don't give it unchecked What's unchecked I don't know. Here's the biggest story you have ever heard on the David Spoon Experience. If you have children who are listening, if you are not in a car, it's time to cover their errors or send them into another room. That's how chilling this is. Ladies and gentlemen, I have it off the press literally within the last two and a half hours. Uh, actually, it's less than two and a half hours ago. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I have it right in my hands. Get ready. Do not, do not get nauseous when you hear this. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a fact that as of today, the Navy, the United States Navy, officially has made its proclamation. Ready? Ready? Are you ready? Are you listening? This is the most important thing ever. You ready? That Captain Crunch is a fraud. Ladies and gentlemen, the United States Navy has declared that Captain Crunch... I do not buy it. No, listen to this. Here's why. Let me tell you why. Captain Crunch has three stripes on his cuffs, and that signifies a commander and not a captain. So uh, the United States Navy has made it absolutely known today, Captain Crunch, nay... He nay a captain. Nay. Now, it is true. Are the cereal? No. Commander Crunch? Yes, Commander Crunch. That's the new. That's why I told you, don't let your kids hear this. It is possible that that uniform could represent either German or Portuguese Navy. They are not sure because all of those uniforms were lost with uh, their great navies. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your next trivia question. You'll have a little leeway in this one, but you should kind of get this answer. In one or more of Paul's letters, true or false, he mentions the offense of the cross. He mentions the offense of the cross. Let's just say, in some of Paul's letters, he mentions the offense of the cross. True or false? If you think you know the answer, you can call in at 972-445-0770. You can also text in at 214-210-8483, or you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org, which, of course, one more time, leads us to our website, hemustincrease.org. Org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, so if you think you know the answer uh, in uh, Paul's epistles, okay, the epistles of Paul, uh, one of them mentions that, uh, true or false, that he mentions the offense of the cross. It's true or false, okay? 50-50 opportunity. So if I tell you you're wrong, then it would be the other. 
Uh, we have our history. This is a classic history, so let's go ahead and play that sound real quickly. Let's go All right, for those that want to know, today is National Cherry Popover Day. Okay, so that's all right. I don't have a problem with that. National No Rhyme Nor Reason Day. I don't know why that is. There's just no rhyme or reason to it. Okay. Uh, Random Acts of Kindness Day, always a good day. That should be kind of every day. I want to see if you guys can follow this. I want to do my best to do this. Today is Emma M. Nut Day. Poor Cat Grizz is about to find out how bad this really gets right now. Uh, it is dedicated to the first female telephone operator. Furthermore, this day honors the important work of the traditional essential job of telephone uh, drivers. In 1878, Emma M. Nutt started working for the Boston Telephone Dispatch Company and continued doing so for 33 years. After uh, her sister Stella became the world's second telephone operator, a telephone operator or switchboard operator had in earlier times of uh, tele- uh, of the telephone, they had the assignment of getting the income calls and connecting them to the requested uh, interlocator by inserting a pair of phone plugs into the appropriate jack. That really gives, should give you some understanding on Laugh-In where you had uh, 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 the gal, it's one ringy dingy. Two ringy dingy. That's where that comes from. Uh, 1752, the Liberty Liberty Bell arrived in Philadelphia. 2021, they're still looking for it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, also on this day, you cannot tell me this isn't the like the funniest thing you've ever heard in your life. Today, 1968, the first fully recognized clown college. First U.S. school committed exclusively to training circus clowns is established in Venice, Florida by Irvin Feld of Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus. Think that's funny? When I was doing business in between ministry, I had uh, some interaction with the Feld Entertainment industry. That's why that's so funny. It's like, oh, that's those guys. Oh, yeah. All right, All right so we got that. We got that. Very simple uh, trivia. Not very simple trivia question, but uh, Paul, one of his epistles, mentions the offense of the cross. True or false? Let's get back into the text. As we have been talking about the news, and some people probably stopped listening to the show and went and watched cable news, which is not what you're supposed to do, not for the show's sake, but for your brain's sake, okay? The real question is this, and now we're going to take that shift, as you know we have to. We talked about being still before the Lord. We talked about understanding that we should be listening to the voice of God. We understand that there are winds and there are waves and there's noises of teaching, and we need to be careful from that. And that, in fact, if you go to the Mount of Transfiguration in Matthew 17, 1 through 5, God, the Father, establishes Jesus Jesus Christ's authority of speech when he says, listen to him giving Jesus priority on what is spoken, okay? So the real million-dollar question is, how do you hear Jesus, okay? I mean, if you really going to get past all the, you know, goofy stuff, okay, so that sounds great, Dave. How do I hear Jesus? That's the key. Now, it's not like I expect every one of you to never watch the news again or never look at the Internet again, although I do expect you not to watch it every hour and check it every hour. Oh, I need to get an update on the headlines. No, you don't. Stop that. Okay? Go eat a Snickers bar and go outside. That's what you need to do. 
But how do we hear the voice of Jesus? There are two ways to hear the voice of Jesus. How many? Two. How many? Two. Right? Not one, not three, not five. Two. You hear the voice of Jesus by hearing the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So first off, we understand Jesus is the truth. John 17, 17, sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. The word is the truth. And we hear Jesus, get this, through the truth. Since Jesus is the truth and the word is true, you put those together, not overly complex. We understand Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even the dividing soul and spirit that's inside you, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The word of God is alive. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The word of God, which is the truth, which is also the title for Jesus Christ, that is one of the ways that you hear Jesus. Okay. And people are like, oh, we're talking about the Bible. Okay. I'm going to do this once and only once. God created the universe. He can write a book. If you don't think he can write a book, then the God that you serve is terrible. The God that I serve can write a book. That's it. You don't understand, Dave. Okay. Let me try this again. He creates the universe by speaking. He can write a book. Okay? Bill O'Reilly can write a book. I'm going to go with God can write a book. Okay? There you go. That's it. That's all I'm saying. So that's the one part. We hear through the truth. What is the truth? It's Genesis 1-1 through Revelation 22-21. It's 66 books, 39 in the old, 27 in the new, 785,000 words in the King James, give or take. Bottom line is that's a big message from God. It's dear human race, Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, love God. That's what God has to say. That's the truth. What's the other way? Oh, glad you asked. I have so much more to say to you, Jesus said, more than you can bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears. He will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me. This is Jesus speaking. Because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. Who's that? That's the Holy Spirit. So we know that through the truth, that's the way you hear Jesus. And we know through the Holy Spirit, that's the way you hear Jesus. And some people are like, no, no, Dave, it's just the word. It's just the word. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work for which I have called them. The idea that the, that the Holy Spirit is not to be referred to as the voice of truth is insanity since the Holy Spirit is God. What you're doing when you do that is elevating the Bible above God. Don't do that. The Bible is very specific. The Bible is there to lead you in a deeper relationship with God. Jesus made reference to that. You search the scriptures daily because in them they think you think they have life. These are they which testify of me. So between the truth of the word and the truth of the Holy Spirit— that is how you hear Jesus. And the reason that you want to hear Jesus is because what he has to say 
actually has something that all this other stuff doesn't have. What Jesus has to say has authority, because all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. So when you're getting the words from Jesus, you're getting them from the height of authority. It's not rumor, which, by the way, rumor is the same Greek word for news. I didn't make it up. It's not my fault. And it's important to recognize that. And then you've already heard me say media stands for making everyone dumber in America. Bottom line is that to stay informed and on top of it, shouldn't you be in contact or shouldn't I be in contact with he who already knows what's going to happen? The headlines five years from now are already written in the kingdom of God, just not the kingdom of men. And so you think about that, and you think, wow. And he and the Lord makes it in such a way that we can access on a daily basis contact with Jesus. He's opened up a new and, and wonderful way, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 through 22. And so through the Word and through the Holy Spirit, we hear. And when we hear, we know. And we don't get tossed around because the truth is stable like God is. Ah, I like that. All right, we're going to answer the trivia question real quickly. And one or more of Paul's epistles, does he mention the offense of the cross, true or false? True! And for a specific reference, go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 11, where it specifically says the offense of the cross. Okay? Okay. Taking a break and then coming back, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, and grand wisdom like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, he's crying. Now, I was still of the mindset that men don't cry, okay, just so you can know. And I'm getting mad 
because it's my story and he's crying. And I'm thinking, it's my story. Why are you crying? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. And he's crying. He's, he's, he's apparently a good crier. I don't know what a good crier is. I learned after my dad died, but I, I mean, somewhat. But this is real. You know, he's sobbing. And I'm like, and he looks up at me after he's cried for about a minute and a half. And his eyes are red. And he looks at me and he says, this is how the Lord hurts for you. And that was it. Bam. It was like somebody just took a hammer and broke my hard heart and my, you know, my pride attitude and my, my over arrogance and my, my everything looking at that guy showing me crying and tears and All I could think of was Jesus wept. The David Spoon Experience, weekdays at 2 on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I want to give props to Kurt. Kurt and I, Kirk and I have been uh, uh, just texting just in this last like thirty seconds because he goes, uh, technically, it only says it one place, and that's like, yes, but I said this technically, and he's like, it's the engineer, and it's just like I wanted to say it's the Jewish legalism in me. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> you guys are so funny. So a lot of times when I'll text you during the show, I, you don't understand. I have to do it super fast, not not kind of fast. I think Captain Chris will testify. Sometimes I'm texting and. The intro comes on. <laughs> to finish the text and get to the like. It's like you, if you knew how fast it was all going. You, well, you might be impressed. I don't know, but anyway, I just think it's fun and I love it. So don't ever stop doing it. If I can't get to you, it's only because I can't actually get there. I can't get it done. But I love the engagement. It's wonderful. All right, uh, this is a great trivia question. I don't say that very often. A great question. Okay. After the Lord's Supper and before going to the Garden of Gethsemane, what did Jesus and his disciples do? Oh, wow. See, that's just a great, great question. After the Last Supper, before he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, what did Jesus and his disciples do? Okay. Uh, you can call in 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Chris won't bite you, so you're welcome to call. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. You can also text in 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david, at he must increase.org. I'm just double-checking on the reference point. Uh, yeah, I don't have that for you, so you'll have to look it up. But I know that this is the correct answer. I was just seeing if I can give you some help. I will tell you this. It's towards the end of the Gospels. Obviously, right? It'd be before crucifixion, right? Uh, somewhere between the Last Supper and big crucifixion. That's where you want to look. Uh, once again, what what was it uh, that Jesus and the disciples did Beef after the Last Supper, but before the Garden of Gethsemane. There you go. Okay. 
I'm going to leave that right there. Give everybody a chance. Uh, we got to finish up on our text. Is there anything else I got to do? Uh, I probably should do. I haven't done a Greek word forever. I should probably do a Greek word, and then I'll finish up. Okay? All right. So let's do our Greek music. Uh, uh, Captain Chris has to have a chance to do that. Baklava. Okay. There we go. It's either matzo ball or baklava. You might as well get used to it. Here is the Greek word. Pilate said to them, you take him and judge him according to your law. Therefore, the Jews said to him, it's not lawful for us to put anyone to death. The word judge is krino. Krino. Uh, it, it, in, in the reference point, it says check or compare to criterion or critic. It means to, to separate, decide, to examine, to question, to select, to choose, to resolve, to make an opinion, to determine, to decide uh, favorably or unfavorably. Krino is the Greek word for judge. There you go. See, we learned stuff here on this show a little. A little bit. All right, let's finish up on this. Uh, we've got two texts. Both of them are in the book of Revelation that I'm going to kind of wind this down with. So here's the recap. Pretty simple. One of the things we encouraged in the very beginning of the show was for everybody to, you know, sometimes when you're praying, be still. And the reason you want to be still, you want to quiet everything down. You want to change the atmosphere. We talked about this before. Even when Jesus was doing prayer and about to do a miracle, he cleared out everybody that was making noise and being doubtful. He just cleared the air, cleared the atmosphere, got everybody out. And the reason is because it, it needs to be quiet for you to hear the Lord. Okay? Just quiet, you know, chill, relax, take a deep breath. Deuteronomy 4.1 mentions the fact that we need to hear the voice of the Lord. So this is something we really need to do is listen to his voice. We discussed briefly the noise and the, the wind and the waves of the world, which just overwhelms and then kind of leaves you wanting more, almost like a cocaine addiction. It's like, you know, oh, that's really bad for me, but I want more kind of thing. And then uh, you listen too much or you watch too much and you absorb too much between your left and right ear. We talked about the Mount of Transfiguration. That's where Jesus made uh, it turned into well, basically some form of energy. And in that transformation, the father spoke, and as Peter's like going, well, look, it's Moses, it's Elijah, it's Jesus, the father says, listen to Jesus, okay? So we're told to listen to Jesus, and last segment we talked about how you listen to him through the word, which is the truth. Jesus is the truth. The word is the truth. Sanctify them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. So Jesus is the truth, and then we listen through the Holy Spirit, as we know that Jesus made clear in John 16, 12 through 14, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth, and he will testify to Jesus. So those are the two ways you listen. So I want to kind of make sure you understand that in this. This is kind of cool, this little thing in Revelation. Revelation 1-3 says this, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because the time is near. So there's three components to this blessing. Uh, there's three blessings, three components, essentially. But it's the one who reads it aloud, the one who hears it, and the one who takes it to heart. So people say, well, I don't think reading the word can ever produce a blessing. Well, that's wrong because it says blessed are those who read it. And then those that hear it. Well, I don't know exactly how to process it all. Just hear it. Let the Holy Spirit do the processing. That's a big part of this, is that you're not the greatest teacher or even the greatest student. But God is able 
to make it work through the power of his Holy Spirit. So there's a blessing to those that read the word, blessing are those who hear the word, blessing are those to those who take heed to it, who listen to it. That means that if you're going to look at something every hour on the hour, let it be what God has to say and not the what the world has to say. So that's the word part of it, okay? The word, Blessed who reads the words of this prophecy. We understand that actually, technically, Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21 is a prophecy, but that's a whole separate thing. Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, 11, and 17 says this, whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Ah, ah, what do you use ears for? Listening! That's why you have two ears and one mouth. You should listen twice as much as you talk. That's why my ears are so big. Because I talk so much, they have to be bigger in order to compensate. So it's telling us that we need to hear the word and we need to hear the spirit. That's what we need to do to stay focused on Jesus and not to get swayed or pushed away. And I understand everything that's going on, but you know, and there's a lot of challenges. I think that the pastor Ray said it really good when he said there's a lot of challenges going on. But anytime society is trying to have you operate in fear, you know that's wrong. You know it's wrong. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God doesn't give you a spirit of fear. Why are they trying to make you afraid? Why are they trying to make you fear? Something wrong with that. Yeah, that's right. There is something wrong with that. Who is it that wants to operate in fear? Well, it's not God. So then who would it be? Aha! Aha! So, again, I'm not telling you not to participate or any of that, and I think you guys know this by now, but there is an overload that you can get to, okay? And, and, And I will encourage you to make sure that if you're going to be one of the people that stays pretty connected to all the things that are going on, just do it in pieces, okay? Do it in sections. Don't don't buffet every day. Oh, that, 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 there you go. Don't buffet every day in the world's way. Somebody had to put that in a bumper sticker. Don't buffet every day in the world's way. Eh, there you go. All right. <clears throat> I love this show. This sometimes is so much fun. All right, so here it is. After the Lord's Supper... But before going to the Garden of Gethsemane, they sang a hymn. So after the supper, when the supper was over, but before they went to the garden, they sang a hymn, which I think is funny because they actually didn't sing. Remember, there's a difference between psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. They sang a hymn. I just want to know what hymn it was. I just, don't you find that would be that would be amazing? You know what what hymn did you did you do? Who led? Did you guys do like backup vocals? How did you do that? See, that's a whole movie by itself, right? Who knew that the twelve plus Jesus could or the eleven at the plus Jesus could sing? Right? Pretty funny, huh? All right. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to make a commitment between, not me, I have nothing to do with any of this. I want you to make a commitment between you and the Lord that you will actively try to hear his 
voice more than you have been. No, not this amount more, this amount more, just more, whatever that amount is. One of the things that we tell people who are like trying to read the Bible is they read for two or two or three minutes a day. And then once you're really comfortable, then read for four or five. Then when you're comfortable, read for six or seven. Then when you're comfortable, read for eight, nine, or ten. And you build that all the way up, okay? Just seek to hear the voice of Jesus more and the voice of the world less. There, just that simple, okay? All right. They sang a hymn. Now I'm just like, I want to know what hymn, right? No, I just freaking out about it all right that'll be it ladies and gentlemen uh you have been listening to the david spoon experience right here on kwam 770 the truth station here in texas gonna take a 22 and a half hour break and then we'll be back more insanity with spoonanity talk to you then Views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.